Good Boys Gone Bland, Season 6, Episode 2, The Last Thing He Wanted. I almost forgot the <laughs> movie name. I'm your co-host, Denali. I'm your uh, co-host. We're going co-host. Uh, I'm your co-host, Ryan. I am your co-host, Jace. And uh, the last thing that I wanted um, was uh, to not to not have to prepare my stuff to move after this that's the last thing that i wanted oh, oh yeah, yeah that's right because you're like you're you're one man two places right now yeah which should be exciting but it's you're not. recording out of your old apartment i noticed jace like yeah. are you i thought you guys you're still moving we're moving all all of my heavy things are getting picked up tomorrow next mm-hmm. week will be pending any setbacks in some rewiring of the house i oh, will no. be recording <laughs> In the basement. <laughs> okay. Ooh, Sweet. Basement, Every bro. podcaster's dream, you yeah, know, is to not, have a that's, basement that, recording that's a, studio. Because right now you're above ground. Technically, I will still be above ground because it's just the ground floor. No, that's not a real basement. Acoustics are so much better underground with no windows. Um, well, I figured we uh, we should also probably say, and I, I noticed listening to old episodes, um, maybe at the top of the podcast, we should start saying like what we are and what we do. Oh, um, I got it. I, we... Yeah. I'm a Gemini. Yeah. And I'm Okay, this I is... <laughs> balance things on my nose and chin. I can do my chin as well. Like rakes mm-hmm. and shovels, uh I can do pretty darn well. Um Yeah. Yeah. Any brooms, other objects? Brooms. Or... Yeah, brooms. Anything that's like, you know, top heavy? That's cool. Uh Jace, hmm. do you have any talents? I um I can drink a lot of water. Yeah, I saw that that's jar cool. you're that's a, hauling yeah. around. That's a good. Yeah. That's a good amount. I'm drinking out of a jar with a metal straw, which I, if you leave in the audio. I'm oh Jesus! Oh, oh God! Um, I'm like a, I'm like a really good competitive eater. Uh, kind of going along with what Jay said with drinking, but I can, I can eat, not a lot fast, but I can eat, um, some amount for a long period of time. Like I can just continuously eat for a long time. Like kind of oh. like a marathon eater. Those events aren't really common, but whenever they are, like, I'll show up, eat for about, you know, five straight days, and um, that's usually pretty cool. Well, so I think... That's something I do. If you can eat for about mm-hmm. eight hours, yeah, then you can eat forever, right? Because, like, if you can eat so. the, the length you of your digestive wall. tract... <laughs> oh, I see. So as it clears, you can continue filling yeah, it. There's, is it, that the, there's is that the... probably a, 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 an upper limit where you pass a threshold mm-hmm. and you never have to, you know come down to where us mortals lie again so you you think that uh we can eat slow enough to where it'll never be out of balance so as and a, at that point we're just a food tube as a yeah. throwback if we made a really long subway tube sandwich oh okay you could yeah. just <laughs> you could just find out how fast mm-hmm. you needed to make the sandwich make the sandwich be pushed into your mouth to just continuously feed Yes, we. I think what what episode was this? Was was our body horror? Was it our Matrix episode where we design like a a, a continuous food poop tube? Do you guys remember? I have oh. no idea. Well, um, as we were saying too, <laughs> uh, in addition to our talents, we're also a podcast who watches oh, ten movies. Is that what you meant? We watch ten movies of a particular actor or subject. This uh, mini series we have going on is with Anne Hathaway. We're on our second Anne Hathaway movie. We started off with a banger with uh, The Devil Wears Prada, and we're continuing with the something with The Last Thing He Wanted. See, this title 
is challenging for me. Like, I don't know about you guys, but did you forget like what it was called multiple times? Yeah, my search history has Anne Hathaway, Ben Affleck movie in it at least six times. <laughs> the, the So I've thought about this quite a bit. Yeah. And I think the problem is none of those words themselves are special. So yeah, there's not, there's not totally like a blame. single word that you can pick out. Like, so it's, it's it's pretty long. And I've tried to name things as well, like books and things like that. Right. And y- there's a balance between long titles and interesting titles, right? Because like long is descriptive. Mm-hmm. And so you can kind of give the audience more of what they want. And that's okay. You can do that as long as like one or more words are exciting. Like, right. We call ourselves the GBGBs, not three mid twenties dudes who who review movies every week. That sounds like a Sufjan Stevens song. I mean, he he literally has like songs that are like uh, concerning the UFO sighting near Highland, Illinois, or like it'll just be like multiple sentences, and that that works. But those words are cool. Those are cool words. These this is also based on uh, you know obviously a famous Joan Didion novel as well. Um, you guys ever read any? I didn't know that. Joan Didion? Yeah. <laughs> That's news to me. I think no. we, we talked about that last time, and all three of us were like, who's Joan Didion? Who the fuck? <laughs> Just uncultured bastards. I actually added a couple of her books to my Goodreads because I was like, oh shit, like winner of multiple awards, presidential medal freedom, like things like that. Um, and I was like, shit, I should read into this. Apparently, fans of the book were not psyched about this movie, and also fans of movies. We're not psyched about this movie. (laughs) (laughs) So I can't, I mean, it's not a great title, I think. Like, do you guys have a better title idea uh, for this? I mean, with all respect to Joan Didion, who's a better writer, you know, just, but, you know, we can probably figure out a good title. We're pretty good title guys, I think. You know, uh, I think if the movie did it better, it would be more memorable. uh, Yeah, because to me, talk about the movie here, it points Mm -hmm. to the last thing that her father wanted. Exactly. So that um, the what I would describe as an incoherent mess of this movie doesn't make that too abundantly clear. And if you don't know what it's about, you're not going to know that Anne Hathaway's father plays a significant portion, and that it matters. But do you well, guys right. think? Right, and it's like a... so, so, like the he, the word he actually represents somebody, right? That's a, pro- that's yeah. a pronoun. Why not say like the last thing my father wanted? If you're gonna go this terrible, you know, name route. <laughs> Like, if you're going to make a, if you if you absolutely want it to be the last thing blank wanted, why not yeah, say, last like, thing my, my homophobic gun runner father wanted? Yeah, no, or like the gun runner. And also, <laughs> the gun runner. The, the sentence, the last thing he wanted, could imply that this is their least favorite outcome. Well, that's the last thing he wanted. Yeah. You know? Mm. Like, it's, it's, doesn't, it's not clear uh, what the heck they're talking about. Yeah, what they should have had, which what they should have done in the movie is have a scene where Anne Hathaway looks at the camera and she's like, "Oh no, that's the last thing he wanted," and then boom, memorable title because it's in the movie. You know, like what they did in Avatar, where they were like, "What is this? Some kind of Avatar thing?" And that that kind of cemented it in your mind that it's Avatar. Jeez. What are we? Some kind of Titanic? And that that's what makes a really good movie title. Maybe that's we, what they could makes have called it, it that you that they, that they yeah. say it. What are we? Some kind of blank. Well, I just I was giving an example of like movies where where, where are we? Done some that. kind like, of Shawshank Redemption. <laughs> <laughs> they could have called it. I mean, for movies, I think in particular, you need to have a catching title. Like, I think maybe the title works as a book because it's. I think it's it's just a more patient title. Mm-hmm. But a movie got to be like uh, 
contra gun seller. Yeah. And like, th- this is the thing with the new Batman movie. It's called The Batman, right? Right. And uh, we, but we and Julia have been talking That's about hot. whether or not we're going to go to it for a long time, like the last few weeks, and we just keep forgetting. Yeah. And then she'll be like, do you want to go see Batman this weekend? Oh, sorry, I meant The Batman. Thank and I'm like, I know what you're talking about. <laughs> what are you talking about, Julie? Batman? You mean the 1989 <laughs> Michael Keaton movie? Like, I, there's only one Batman movie out right now. Like, and So that's not so much like a problem. But when you say like, okay, do you want to go see the last thing he wanted? Mm-hmm. What? Like, what? Yeah. No. I have no idea what that Absolutely is. Absolutely not. Yeah. Hey, you think, uh, um, mm-hmm. let's just pretend I'm an English teacher in high school. Okay. Um, yeah. Don't name your the title of your essay. Don't put the in it. Yeah. Wait, was that a rule? Was that a rule? Or were, were you not supposed to? Uh, I might be convoluting something there. You might be thinking of and. And? Oh, don't start, a, don't start the. a sentence with and. Never mind. The, Don't start a sentence with that. That is that is okay, right? If there's one thing, if you're talking about one thing, the it's like a singular group of something, and if it's some sort of like mythical, because like the once upon a time there was a blank, like if if it fits into that kind of format, then you can go with like yeah. a the, like Batman. Once a time, upon a time there was this crazy rich dude and he went around town and beat people up. Okay, that's the Batman, like. You can do it like that. It's okay to use the as long as you're starting your essay like, the funny thing about Iran-Contra <laughs> is, and I think that kind of hooks you and it, and it makes it sound better. You know what would be daring is if they, uh, instead of just saying the Batman, because I feel like they say, they imply Batman so much in Batman titles, even the Dark Knight. What if they just call it like the? And <laughs> like, just, oh. just let people kind of foment like with this with the imagery. Like you want to go know, see, with, you want to go see Batman? You mean yeah. the? You mean the? <laughs> Fucking idiot. Or just just call it something else, like uh, like the night at the opera, because it's in referring to his parents who died. How has um, just it, yeah? How has nobody done that? Are you looking through Batman uh, movie titles? No, no. I mean, like any movie title, like that would be kind of that'd be pretty. Like, that'd be pretty, that'd be pretty catchy cool. from like if somebody yeah. was like, oh, I'm going to see the. I'd be like, what are you? What? What the fuck is that? It's a Batman movie? Are you shitting me? Like, this must be crazy. That's kind of what Jordan Peele was going with when he um, when he did Us, right? Yeah, and but it's, what, it's What's not... the new one? Aliens. Uh, nope. It's called Nope. Nope. Yeah, 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 yeah. That is pretty good. But, like, with the I- iconography. I mean, can you imagine if Iron Man was called, like, uh, Missile Man with Heart Condition or something? You know? And, and then that's that's kind of catches people's attention. Anyways, a lot to think about. Um with this particular film this this has Anne doing a lot of really interesting things i think uh doing things kind of outside of i think her if she has a typecast i feel like she's doing things that are pretty different I agree. Um, but she's also having to bluff a lot in this movie where she's having to kind of inhabit a different type of character if you know what i mean mm. um and then in the spirit of that i wanted to see how good we are at bluffing and inhabiting characters so what I've done it's been a while. is uh, it's been a while and I don't know how rusty we are at inhabiting these characters and having to improvise on the spot, mm. you know, relationships and, and who you are as a person, but also your relationship with the other, uh, other person as well. So what I've done is I brought up canigetty.com and I also have a couple other resources to use to, to kind of fill in because I feel like we've used Can I Get A so much that some things are starting to show up again. It's <laughs> like so vampire and werewolf <laughs> for, and our new, for our new listeners. Yeah. 
canigetea.com is a improv scenario generator. Yeah. So I mean, Denali isn't fuck? just a psychopath who yeah. comes up with this these like yeah, kind of questionable well, scenarios sometimes. I mean, who the fuck is is coming on like first episode is the last thing he wanted. They're like, "Oh, I'm a really big last thing he wanted head. Love that movie. Going to finally check out these guys podcast about it." I mean, I I don't know. Maybe we're the only people who made a podcast about it. <laughs> Um, but I wanted to test your guys' metal. How long has it been since we did this? It's been over a month. It's been probably two months. Yeah. And just like working out, like we said, you want to at least work out once a month to keep in shape, mm-hmm. just like astronauts do. So um, here's what we can do. I can have, I can, we can create a bunch of scenarios. Maybe we can do like a, a round robin. You know, we can do like Ryan and Jace, Jace and me, me and Ryan, and then that way each of us goes twice. We can just kind of do a quick, yeah. okay. a quick thing, and uh, and and see how we do this. All right, so first scenario, I'm on canigetaday.com. This is going to give me a lo- location, relationship, and word, um, but I also might change it up a little bit, maybe make things a little topical. Hopefully not. All right, let's see here. So um, I'm, I'm just cu- curious. Yeah, um, of course. You know, if what are the odds that uh, I can be yeah. topless Ben Affleck? <laughs> hmm. Um, you know what? I'm going to put it in the randomizer pile, and we'll see. <laughs> So we'll have you guys do this improv comedy scene. I know it's been a while since I've coached you guys, so just remember the most important aspects of improv. One, obviously, is say it with me. Yes, and. And no, Ryan, it's yes, it's yes, and. Um, And then. Yes, also. Sand. (laughs) Ye sand. Ye sand. I've got ye sand. sand. If there's any opportunity to introduce sand in the scene, take it immediately, okay? (laughs) Um, the next, the next rule is, you know, establish the game, you know, figure out the relationship. That's kind of the biggest thing that mm-hmm. makes the scenes work. Um, you know, if, 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 for example, I'm a sand dealer and you're someone who wants sand, you know, we have to figure out a relationship. Maybe, you know, you're my brother-in-law or something. And, and that makes the sand ordeal kind of more entertaining. Does that make how sense? Brian, that, you look confused. How would that make it more entertaining? Because we have a relationship, you know, it's hijinks and Sue, you know, I, maybe I'm, I'm obliged to give him a sand discount. Oh, I've always been approaching every single yeah. improv session like we're 100% huh. complete strangers. Well, you can't. You can do strangers too, uh, but it's up to you how you want to color the scene. Strangers but still have thing, a relationship, yeah, Ryan. Th- your relationship is strangers. I've never had that. I, I've never really done that. Haven't you talked to someone in like the, a line at a bank or like a mall? And just started, you know, just talking about oh, I thought you were saying tabloids. something else. Yeah. Huh, okay. So uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna click location. I'm gonna click location. This is gonna be this is gonna be for you, you and Jace, Ryan, J- Brian and Jace. This is gonna be for you guys. Okay. The location is a okay flooding basement. We got a flooding mm. basement. A little bit of urgency here. Okay. okay. And then the uh, relationship between you two. You have a dog food chef. And a cat food chef. All right? And uh, the key word here, the word you have to work in to the conversation is church. All right? Let's take it from the top. Remember the scene and action. I totally stopped listening. I, there's when a you lot the of word. stuff going on. <laughs> what, what's the key word? It's church. Church. Oh, okay. What country should it be from? Okay. What? Hello. I've got some sand here. It looks like you got a hole. Uh, we I just came from the church. 
we uh we put a bag to sign. End scene. Thank you, Ryan. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that was great. That was a great scene. Ryan, I love the energy. Jace, I could use a little more out of you, okay? So don't let Ryan dominate the scene. So this this, this is important, but you know what? This is okay. This is our first scene. Let I'm gonna have you guys take another crack at it. Same scenario, same energy. Okay. okay. Maybe let's just get maybe, the, the word church as fast as possible. First person there wins. Well, maybe not. Um, let's you know work work towards church. You, you know, church is like the climax of the scene. Okay. Yeah, exactly. And then maybe let's also experiment with different accents too. Like maybe you don't have to do the same one every you know with this scene, you or do, you can. Let me do. It's uh, up to you. I can do Burmese. Just whatever comes naturally in this scene. All right. Remember, dog food and cat okay. food, I'll chef. Okay. Scene. Oh. I'm from Scotland. I just, uh, I cook cat food and there's a, uh, we come from the church. I win. So you did, I, told, you I did destroyed him. Okay, I'm going to pick a different word because I think, I think there's some issues. I destroyed here. him. He didn't even say a single word before I said church. Okay. The new word is gloves. You're in a flooding fucking basement. Yeah. And you guys are going to do this goddamn scene. Ryan, you're gonna let you're gonna let Jace speak in this scene, or you're gonna be ejected. I there was like five Listen, seconds of silence. You're like fucking Daniel Day Lewis over here. You gotta let other people act. All right. I'll be action. I'll be from uh, I'll be from the south. Oh, is your character saying that right now? Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> <Fuck you. laughs> okay. Ready and action. Hello, I'm from the south of England. <laughs> Would you like some cat food? God damn it. I, no, no, it's wet and it's soggy because it's flooded down here. Um, oh, I'm blind. You're blind too, a blind chef. <laughs> yes. Where are we? Is that why you can only feed your food to cats? Yes. I, I'm a normal chef, but they only allow me to, only they only allow cats to eat it. Oh. I don't know what ingredients I'm using most of the time. I, You'd be surprised what feels like a potato. This is my gum is a surprise, but um, I'm also deaf. Also deaf. <laughs> <laughs> I am uh, also blind, and um, I make food for dogs. <laughs> oh, okay, hold on, hold on. I'll, I'll recover. <laughs> this gum is so good. Let's get to cooking. Slap, slap. Oh, the slap shop was. Oh, scene. Then that's scene. He said he didn't even say the word. He automatopeia the word. He implied gloves. Okay, nice. We... <laughs> All right, good job, guys. You, you established the characters. It was a short and sweet scene. You know what? I like it. I like it too. We not every scene needs to go uh, so long as some of our audience members have said. We're in, uh, a, not gonna... we're, we're in a basement, and we're two yeah. people who sell things yeah. that are extremely similar. Oh, we and we're both that. blind. And we're both yeah, and you're both, one of us might and, be deaf. And sometimes that's all you need. <laughs> what? <laughs> all right. So the next one, I guess I guess I'll do with Jace. Oh, okay. If you we're want, doing a round robin. You want me to randomize it? Uh yeah. Do you want to do a can I get a? Ryan, and do you remember how to do this? Yes. Guys, Those, I, all, I, I the first one came out was amazing. Okay. Okay. What is it? So your the location is yes. Moonbase Bravo. <laughs> Okay. And the relationship is a giant and a golden goose. Oh, okay. And the secret word is oats. And action. <laughs> hey, 
Hey, come on, <laughs> Jerry. Jerry, get back here. You can't Jerry, catch we me. need you. <laughs> why, why do you feel the need to run from me, Jerry? Because, because I hate being on this moon. There aren't any other geese up here. It's just you, you giant. Listen, you know what you signed up for, Jerry, okay? When we, when we signed on to this moon mission, I said, I know just the guy to come with me, and he's, he's a goose. And you knew there was going to be no other geese up here, right? I miss right? it, man. There's no pond here. Yeah. <sighs> There's no grass. Listen, we need you to keep making this, the, 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 the eggs to, to power our reactors. You know how I make these eggs. Uh, I, I've never, I've, I guess I've never asked you how you make these eggs. I, I just, it's, it just seems like something that always. I have to eat. It seems to come. I have to okay. eat. And back home, I could make all okay. the eggs that I wanted. A little pointed. Because I could go wherever I wanted. There was DoorDash. There was Uber Eats. You, could go you have no idea how to use those things, okay? You think it's, you think it's easy for me to be up here? I. The, it's. Uh, uh, like, yo, tell there's me. no other giants. There's no other giants up here. You think I'm psyched about that? Having to hang out with a fucking goose all day? Oh, see? They knew it was personal. Okay. All right. I knew. You said you wanted me up here. And then two weeks go by, and I'm stuck in the kitchen shoving my face full of fucking oats to shit out these eggs. <laughs> and see. Wow. Yeah, I think we got it. That was like marriage story. That was good. With uh, yeah. I can. Did you feel the now, now that I said scene? Can you guys just keep going? But um, we, there doesn't have to be that no pressure now to make it funny. I just want to hear more about Jerry and the yeah. giant. Jerry, what what do you want from me? Do you want to go back home? Want, Is that it? You want to abandon? I want to eat this a, mission. A succulent Chinese meal. <laughs> They're probably gonna be up here in like ten years. What you think? You think we can? Just wait on SpaceX to bring Uber Eats to space. <laughs> it wasn't easy convincing uh, Jeffrey Bezos to uh, to bring a giant and a goose into space, but we are the first giant and goose in space. All right, so next I'm scene. Let's... <laughs> <laughs> all, I, all I can think about is the Chinese. Now you guys Chinese actually, deal. you got into the logistics of there actually yeah. being a giant and a goose on the moon. <laughs> okay. Um, I guess it's me and Ryan. Oh, this will be to good. To complete the round robin. Um, okay. The scenario. Yes. Is wine tasting. Um, the relationship is a drunk college student and old man with an imminent heart attack. Okay. <laughs> um. Where's, where's the location? It's wine. Oh, uh. Oh, wine tasting? Oh, environment. Um, it, on a train. <laughs> the line is I'm sorry I haven't been listening to a word you said <laughs> so wine tasting just what? to get my brain straight wine, wine tasting, tasting on, a train. on a train college, college student kid and man, old man about to wait wait wine tasting on a train yeah, <laughs> yeah. old man imminent heart attack okay we're good okay just say scene when you when when you want us to go scene Yo, I totally just spilled the Zinfandel. Benny, I I know you're having a fun time, but I need to tell you something. What? Me? Yeah, Benny, we're the only two people uh, in this in this train car. Are you Listen, sure? I, I totally just I saw that, some guy. 
okay, you might you might have at some point, but please, Benny, is this I, I don't know if what I have this? a lot of. Is this a cabinet? What does this say? You got it from a ca- I, you got it from a cabinet. I think it says, I think it says oh, wine. I, I don't know. Cabernet. Benny, I don't understand. Please, I I feel Cabern- I feel the fading Cabernet? light. Cabernet Sauvignon. I don't know. Yeah, it's, it's, I don't know, it's a man. Sauvignon. What? It's a, Sauvignon. It's, a, it's a it's a Sauvignon Cabernet Sauvignon. <laughs> it's, it's a very it's a pretty nice mid tier wine. Uh, yeah, anyways, dude. I digress, Benny. I I don't have a lot of uh, energy left. Oh, I need hello, to man. tell you this about your father. Listen, oh, do you God. remember your father? No, man. You know that guy was like always like, you know, he wanted yeah. me to go to that, you know, state. Listen, dude, I'm familiar, I Benny. State. I. Oh yeah. You no. Know? Listen, Jenny you... was over here. You know, Benny and Jenny, man. He just wanted you to know before he passed. What? That that he loved you very much. Okay. And all he wanted was was for you to not be like him. He made so well, many hell mistakes. Well, hell no, man. I didn't go to stay. Yeah. Uh, and anyways, he was also yeah. saying that uh, what? You know, he wants you to follow a, your, hey, your I, path. Can I get some more Zinfandel? And, uh, hey, one you know, second. He, he, I'm he, sorry. I, I haven't been listening to a word you were saying. God damn it, Penny. <laughs> and scene. I feel like I've been a part of two great dramas today. And if I don't get at least a nom, I'm going to be fucking pissed. Mm. Wait, do we have to apply ourselves? I don't think, I think you just, I probably have to campaign a little bit. But okay. like, I feel like, you know, you know, this this is right out after the, the Oscars was for it, us. Was so. that a rom-drom? What we just did? Yeah. What was the relationship between we, the we, man? Why are you always inserting rom into every, it's not, you there's nothing drum. to do with. You said the word Yeah, this is a drum. There's not a rom-drom. There was nothing romantic in anything we did. Calm? I mean, it, it was could, a calm It could drum. be implied. Okay, fine. It's a calm drum. Okay. We did it, guys. I think that was a good round robin. I think we inhabited some characters back there, and maybe some good pitches for a screenplay. Like, is I don't think we owe. Okay, that wine tasting one. We was fleshed great. it out. That was great. Like, I was like telling you some some deep shit. I was gonna get into like a whole conspiracy that your dad was a part of, and then you know I think that's that's a great premise for a movie. It's like um you know those ninety minute movies where it takes place in one room, and at the end he dies of a heart attack because he keeps getting interrupted. <laughs> that's actually not I mean, bad. It, that's like trying to get through someone's yeah. will reading or something and the family is just a bunch of dicks oh it's basically knives out yeah it, mm-hmm. it is like i like the concept of a movie that just wastes your fucking time like you, oh, you like you just, the this movie we watched this week well yeah uh and speaking of that <laughs> do we just do we just want to get into it like i feel like there's plenty to talk about could, with this movie yeah it's time i think it's, it's uh, time it's jace's synopsis huh it is Jace's yeah. synopsis. Jace's pick this week as well. Yeah, dude. Seriously? Yeah, this I, movie was I, the I last thing I wanted. <laughs> <laughs> I can't blame you for the band, though. I mean... We also, you know, as Jace said, we've seen we've seen her at a high point, and we also wanted to, to see the lower bounds like we've done with other actors and other, yeah. other themes as well. And um, I hope this is the lowest. But uh, Jace, you know, feel free to to sweep us away with with that synopsis. Kept thinking that Ben Affleck was gonna Argo my impression of this movie, and he didn't. <laughs> um. Okay. We watched this week the last thing he wanted, a Netflix original running one hour and fifty five minutes, mm. starring Anne Hathaway, Ben Affleck, Rosie Perez, Willem Dafoe, and many other people. Oh, and Cl- Toby Jones. Toby yeah, Jones, he gets, great. yeah, chewing the scenery, yeah. Um, and really, uh, what we've got here is Anne Hathaway's playing a 
hard-hitting journalist during the uh, the 80s and 90s that's covering the U.S. interaction with Nicaragua. And, um, yeah, her, uh, yeah, you know, yeah, um, it's, it, her dad is a, is hard... a drug uh, runner, <laughs> and she does his last job for him. He's a gun runner. Uh, oh, yeah, gun runner, and then gets paid in something. Yeah. Um, ben Affleck works for the government, and... Uh, oh! What did you um, get? From, what was the new information? <laughs> and then, finally, um, of course, there's antics. And that's it. She's yeah. a journalist, yeah. and there's Hi antics. <laughs> and hijinks ensue. It's kind of, yeah. Hijinks ensue. Awkward. Uh, yeah, Jace, that's honestly... Cause this is so hard to synopsisize, man. Like, at the end of this movie, I think pretty much everyone had the same impression you guys probably even saw some reviews where people are just like what the fuck was that two hours that was a lot of talking and a lot of things but all together i don't know if that was anything (laughs) like did you have a first uh did you guys have like a first impression coming out yeah my first impression was it freaking sucked (laughs) (laughs) like there's a underneath everything there's a compelling story right and yeah. then they chose to obfuscate it as much as possible. Like spy movies, this is kind of a what I would consider maybe like a spy political thriller, right? Mm-hmm. The obfuscation is always part of the equation where like the characters don't know everything that's going on or the audience doesn't know everything that's going on. But in this, they when they the big reveals were like, What? I remember my dad said something like that when I was in the second grade. And it's like, and what he said was the third line from the this poet's fifth, uh, you know, yeah. thesis. And it's like, Jesus, just tell us what you want us to know. Like every single character spoke in these like really, uh, I don't even know the words. Sim- I can use simple words. People spoke too much. Yeah, Confusing not very words. Yeah. Few words do trick. Yeah, Jace, what was your what was your first reaction to this? My first reaction, my very first note, um, and the only note I think that I took that wasn't related to uh, the character's makeup was the opening monologue and my question: What in the absolute fuck is she talking about? <laughs> yeah, so that's the thing too is like they took lines from the book, yeah, and just read them over the movie. But books and movies do different things, right? Like when you're reading a book you can actually like analyze the order of words and you can see the words but like if you string too many vocab words together and make it too poetic in a movie it doesn't work because the audience doesn't have time to process it we're also processing visuals at the same time and the words need to be related to the visuals for the audience to know anything about what you're trying to say and this Mm -hmm. it was just random clips from her life and then it was like essentially like random sentences read over them so there was no meaning that was like attributable to any action that any character was doing so like the first two or three minutes of this movie were absolutely worthless and i think the movie would actually be better without them like compare it to the beginning of uh goodfellas or the beginning of the departed the opening line of goodfellas is ever since i was a kid i've always wanted to be a gangster gangster stuff yeah like so like and then showing him as a kid it's like oh okay he's gonna do gangster stuff even though he's a child yeah. I mean, to go back to like that, the narration, I mean, we, we talked about this too. Like 
after the narration, I was like, am I having a fucking stroke right yes. now? Because it was, it was just so much being thrown at you. The, the director, Dee Reese, mentioned that she wanted to kind of keep as much as possible the original prose from the book. So, Ryan, like you were saying, like, it doesn't translate well to film. She was like, there's a machine gun clarity to the prose of, you know, the original Joan Didion novel. But, like, man, that shit does not, does not like, work well as a voiceover narration. I thought my only thought during all the narrations in the movie was Anne Hathaway's delivering this well, but I have no idea what she's talking about. And they're all kind of phrases that are like money in, money out, typewriters clacking, I'm walking through doors. Like it's just free association. Um, Very confusing. And I think a lot of the dialogue matched a similar pattern. You ever see a monkey drive? Buckle up. It's going to get bananas. (laughs) (laughs) What? (laughs) And that's like the most cohesive thing. Like what are they talking about? They're actually not talking about driving. They're not, not even They're, talking about monkeys or bananas. They're talking about like, oh, the political situation right now is actually kind of like untenable. It, yeah. You know, I would find it believable if the entire cast in the entire location was just based out of Minnesota, because I know a lot of Minnesotans that can talk in these random phrases Meta- you know, and right. metaphors <laughs> and the cat's in the bag, but the bag's not in the river yet. And but <laughs> but every character in this movie could have a coherent conversation with another person by saying these random words that it's like what are you talking about i totally about? agree jace and like there was nobody that was the audience who was like a normal person who didn't talk like that that yeah expressed some level of confusion about what was going on and then had to have things explained to them i normally don't like that trope but like it'd be different if there was a character that was like i hang out with a lot of writers like anne hathaway's a writer you know she's yeah. a journalist she talks in weird ways that i don't understand there's a lot of lingo right and so it would have been kind of nice to have if you're gonna have all these like weird sentences in the movie put us give us a lifeline throw us a bone like say like oh you also don't understand what's going on let's have this normal person explain it to you you're telling me they're selling selling guns to iran and then getting the money and sending them to the contras what Yeah, yeah, just one one scene, and like L- literally the ice tea bit from uh, John Mulaney. <laughs> the uh, the other thing is your experience with this movie drastically depends on how much you know about the Iran Contra situation. Yeah, because <laughs> it doesn't explain like, it. It doesn't explain a single thing about who the Contras are. It doesn't it, under- it doesn't like, explain why Iran is not even in this movie. Hmm. It's kind of just like a background fixture as well because you think it's going to be like a hard hitting like the post or something about iran contra and then all of a sudden you get hit with this willem dafoe side plot of she's a gun runner now and then a couple other side plots as well so i think i feel like the iran contra thing kind of dissolves quickly but it's always kind of like this thing that it's in the background um i don't know how central it was to the plot um but yeah if you don't know what's going on you don't know why she's in nicaragua why she has all these like leanings i mean yeah it's it's bizarre this movie is kind of like uh you know it's like those songs that kind of try to build towards something or it's like a jazz song that gives you like no satisfaction where it's just kind of bouncing and it just fades out yeah and you think there's gonna be a payoff at the end but there's no payoffs you're like wow that was just like two straight hours of just (laughs) denying me of anything and also i I have a question so we talked about the title is terrible the last thing right like because her father is dying so he the last thing he wanted is was it is the father (laughs) the last thing is because he's dying okay the dying father wanted something 
Yes. What? What's the last? What is the last thing he wanted? He wanted to make some motherfucking money. But that's the thing. He's like, I'm dying. I really want. I, I really just want to sell some more guns. <laughs> like it doesn't make any I mean, sense. Like the last thing he wanted was job. probably like a cup of applesauce or something. You know, I liked it. I I like um I liked Willem Dafoe's portrayal of the father because I think he, the producers, and us know he's a piece of shit. Oh, which totally. is yeah, he did one. Really job. We've talked about that a lot. It's very important, especially with a lot of the uh, a lot of his dialogue. But I think he doesn't know he's dying, and yeah, uh, unfortunately, we we find out he's a con man, and he kind of ends up unwarily needing his daughter to do his job and kind of cons her into accepting this to get the final payout and i don't know if it was if she she says in the Anne hathaway says in the movie her character says she doesn't really know why she got involved but really it was for the story that she'd been chasing for her whole life and um initially was to help her yeah. dad out i thought that was kind of cute kind of quaint but wow, also you her dad was way in, better than i did her dad was also in trouble too i yeah. mean because he said he was 500k in the hole mm-hmm. And if he did not do this job, people are going to come looking for mm-hmm. him, which ended up happening anyways because she didn't get the payout. So I think that type of push and pull was at least interesting. Like I didn't there was catch some that. stakes. Yeah, I mean, Brian, it's it's okay because like I feel like everything in this movie was difficult to catch because everything was implied. Well, and by that, or by that logic too, some... right? Like the last thing he wanted. Well, not really. Like what w- what you mean there is like on his deathbed, he has one last wish. But but what you are actually saying is that there's a thing that he wanted and it ended up being the last thing that he wanted because he died right after he told you that he wanted it pretty much i guess if he was alive if if he's still living he still would have made another request and then something else would have been the last thing that he wanted i mean i think the implication is that he has dementia and he might not be making a lot of requests and i think like yeah this is probably his last yeah i mean you didn't catch the dementia Nope. Cause, uh, you just thought he was just like that? Where he was just... Because he, he, he forgot that his wife died multiple times in the movie. He called his like, daughter his oh. wife multiple times in the movie as well. Oh, didn't catch that. Yeah, well, that's okay, because this movie's confusing AF. But yeah, like, that was... Um, you know, my interpretation was that he was on his way out mentally, and multiple times he keeps forgetting details about this job. And he keeps being like, oh, yeah, tell her about Max Epperson and do all this other stuff. Um, and, and things that maybe didn't quite oh, line up for what she I did not catch needed. that. Wow, the, he probably should have been the main character then if <laughs> everything depended on him. Yeah, and yeah. I mean, does this make the movie any better for you, Ryan, to, uh, to no. hear these details? In fact, it makes no, it worse because then, like, yeah. <laughs> they didn't clearly evince those things to me. And like, why not make him go on the drug run or the gun run or whatever? And then he gets into a pickle because he goes there and he has a dementia episode or whatever and he forgets why he's there. Like, that would have been hilarious in, in a cosmic sort <laughs> I don't of know. hilarious way. <laughs> I mean, on paper, this movie should have been really, it should have been Oscar bait. Oh, yeah, totally. Because you got yeah. amazing cast, first of all. You know, you've got, you know, we talked about Ben Affleck, Anne Hathaway, Rosie Perez, Willem Dafoe, um, and then, you know, many others too, like Toby Jones. Uh, you also have Dee Reese, who's coming off of, I think, Mudbound, which was a pretty critically acclaimed Netflix original. And then you also have, it's it's written by Joan Didion. So it's like, you have adapted from a novel, like this has Oscars written all over it. It's about fucking Iran-Contra. It's about the press, which like Oscars love. And I think it just, it got lost in the sauce. It was just 90 competing factions. Uh, Jace down to front. Uh, could we all agree that um, 
another film that was, uh, you know, originally yeah. a novel by the name of Sahara was better than this. <laughs> 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 uh yes actually i can i can straight up agree honestly like yeah. sahara i think was coherent at least somewhat i mean we we talked about some of the coherent incoherencies in sahara uh but yeah i mean i think sahara fuck that sounds like real sacrilegious to say <laughs> but this movie is was was a fucking mess and you know we had mentioned it too this is considered one of the most panned netflix originals of all time i think it has that and title is, and too. panned is bad yeah it's it's in the pan it's frying and well, it's not yeah, something but like, you want oh, to be it's frying. not when you knock somebody. People say other things that I don't understand, like pariah. I think pariah is bad. Isn't pariah mean like no one wants to talk to you because you're bad? It's like the fish in the Amazon. Yeah. I think it's pad. What? 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 Piranha? Is it pariah? It's like pariah. Pariah. <laughs> it's like a piranha. You don't want to be with. You don't want to be in the water. Uh, I always thought like it's not with, messiah. With it's pariah. But then there's oh, a really boy. good Mexican <laughs> restaurant in Ben called. Yeah. Korea, mm. and so that's good so it's hard I for thought, me to remember i thought it was those kings that ruled in ancient egypt no those are paroas mm. i had a, a substitute teacher who called him a parahoys <laughs> and it was it was like that and then we uh it, we all corrected we were in fourth grade and we we're like uh, sorry miss you know and, and i think this teacher was also in her like her 40s like she was she should have known better <laughs> and we were like oh it's actually pharaoh and then she's like I don't think so. Anyway, and she kept reading this thing. She's like, anyways, the Parahoys. <laughs> I still remember that, like, uh, all these years later. That's a boomer. Now. That was a boomer then. Now, imagine this yeah. many years later. That was, that was like, the pre-internet. That wasn't even pre-internet, but, like, the pre-internet mentality of, like, no, you're wrong. Anyways, moving on. Also, I'm um, an adult. Yes. What the fuck do you know, 10-year-old? Um, this got Anne. We could talk about her performance, but this got her a double Razzie nom in 2021. I think Ooh, that's that? unfair. I think so too. Yeah, she, it wasn't her fault. Mm-hmm. Like she, her it, when, when they're doing a shtick like this, where they have a book and they're adapting it and they're trying to be literal to the text and everything like that, like yeah. it's not her fault when she's not allowed to make the movie better by like deviating from the script. You know, that's yeah. like the best thing an actor could do is deviate from the script and make the character more real. If the script is bad, but like, oh. It's not her fault at all. Yeah. It's not like her physical acting was bad. Yeah, she got um, a Worst Actress nomination for this one and for Witches, which came out in the same year. I think her performance was was good. Like, it was delivered well. I think she she did everything pretty... I was I was looking for bad acting in this movie and couldn't find it anywhere. I was like, this is just... This is a very solid performance. Shitty lines, but she didn't write them. <laughs> um, she also changed her physical appearance quite a bit in this movie. Mm-hmm. Dee Reese straight up said that she was like, you know, we wanted her to look sunbeaten. That's kind of the word she used. Um, they put like a lot of makeup on to kind of make her freckles. look like she has terrible sunburn and a lot of freckles, yeah. uh, red hair. And I actually didn't recognize her in the first scene either. Yeah. And then also her, I think her voice too was pretty different from how she normally speaks. Didn't catch that. She kind of had that grizzled like, here I am out in the jungle. Like she, oh, she kind of had that like, yeah. I chain smoke cigarettes. Someone, <laughs> exactly yeah you're selling chocolates what anymore um <laughs> do you want to buy some guns you want to buy some death sticks uh so pretty good in this movie i thought i got good rants i actually thought it was fun when she was uh screaming at her editor where she just tells him to go fuck himself a bunch of times on the mm, on the phone yeah. like i thought those were good good moments the salt to talk back to your boss like that too uh respect <laughs> And there was a lot of, we talked about cliches in this movie as well, within the lines. 
I don't know about you guys, but I don't know if there's been too many like jer- like old day journalist movies out. Whenever I just see a newsroom where everyone's kind of running around answering calls and like, you're off the story. Like, no, the story's got to be told. I'm I'm getting like to a fatigue point with that. It's almost like a superhero movie at this point. Um, boring. Yeah, but I don't know, sort of yeah. like <laughs> Zodiac and Spotlight are two of my favorite movies. And that's like the whole point of those right. movies, right? It's like newsroom stuff. Um, and those that is important. Like, don't get me wrong. But I think with something like this, they did try to do something different with it. Uh, but I think it was it was just completely boring. I don't know how many more newsroom movies that can come out until people just get tired of it. It's like a Western at this point, I feel. Um, do you guys have a uh, opinion about Ben Affleck and his character? We're re- it's it's an old flame. We spent a long time with Ben Affleck. Mm-hmm. I mean, how did it feel to to see him again? So that's one thing on the big screen. It's like this was billed as a to me at least it was billed as an by Jace uh, and Anne Hathaway and Ben Affleck movie, right? Where like well, that's not just Jace. He's he's second build, I think, on this movie. Uh, <laughs> I was stoked. I was like Benny boy 2.0. Oh, let's go! Like this is the first time that we've revisited, right? Mm-hmm. And like because like Matthew McConaughey hasn't been any other movies. Uh, neither's right. Ben, and then Keanu Reeves was only in his season. Mm-hmm. Well, Ben was in uh, he was in the seventies. Oh, he was in uh, Days and Confused. Okay, so yeah, this right, is actually the third season we've had Ben in. And but like in Days and Confused, the whole time I was like, oh my god, that's Ben Affleck. He's doing like he's doing such a Ben Affleck. Uh, yeah. This movie, it was weird. He was playing this like stoic, prim, proper, new suited like DC political guy, and that's so not Ben Affleck to me. Like Ben Affleck should be like really? a blue collar dude. I think he plays it well. I think, I think so too. My view of Ben Affleck, for better or worse, is smug prick, and I feel like he he really played that really naturally. Um, I think this is maybe like I see younger Ben as blue collar because that was kind of the roles he would play. But now that he's in his legacy stage, I kind of see him as that like someone who's uh really established, kind of like Gone Girl where it was just too easy to see him as an asshole, someone who's just like really conniving. Oh, totally, yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think he fit this role like a glove. That scene where he's talking to the Secretary of State where they're eating pie and making pie metaphors about manipulating the government was the most disgusting fucking thing I've ever seen. He's like, sometimes you got to scrape the pie with a spoon. I didn't get a single fucking thing out of that scene. I thought all. that was the I most swear to God. coherent scene in the entire movie. I was like, <laughs> what the fuck are they talking about? And why are they eating yeah. like this right now? Why are they eating pie so menacingly? And why with a spoon? And I was like, are these guys friends or are they enemies? What's going on? I, I eat my pies yeah. with a fork, right? I don't know why he said eat it with a spoon. I think that scene, they were like really vaguely implying that they were going to pin everything on Anne Hathaway's character. Mm. Um, they were like, oh, yeah, frame her as, like, an assassin, and we can pin everything on her, and it'll all work out. You, and then you, you think, can be president someday. You think yeah. that uh, you can plan these super elaborate international terrorist attacks that are perfectly framing other people mm-hmm. and do it all through very vague poetic metaphors? Like, I think isn't, isn't there going to be some, like, water that leaks through that sieve at some point where, like, oh, did you... Did you mean that? With you fucking told thought... me it was a peach cobbler, dude. I thought, what? <laughs> no. I thought that meant shoot the journalist. Oh, fuck. Why'd you give me vanilla? I was I was just talking about pie. What the fuck? Speaking of shoot the journalist, I mean, uh, that end scene, I mean, we're jumping around, but like the end scene is where Ben Affleck. Yeah, well, oh, hold on, hold on, hold on. Oh, do I, we want to wait? I want to talk we about can... the end scene, but like, 
Uh-huh. Okay, we can get we ninety nine point nine percent of people have not seen this movie, right? So like, yes. What happens? Spoilers. Is she goes. Yeah, who do not watch this movie? She goes to Nicar- Nicaragua because her dad has a gun shipment. Oh, she goes to Costa Rica because Costa Rica is supposed to like you know because the, the government adjacent d- and they ship the government them. is actually sending guns to the rebels in Nicaragua, but they're doing it under the cover, so they're actually like sending it to different countries first who then ship it to Nicaragua for them. And so she's like shipping one of these things and she gets down there and gets stranded uh, because they're, you know, flying under the radar literally and everything like that. So she gets stranded down there and then has to hop from country to country throughout the Central America and the Caribbean. And everywhere she goes, there's like Ben Affleck will randomly show up or like other people she thinks are working for the bad guys. And so she has to like skip town, right? And he, like multiple places she goes, gets shot up by like militants. And then eventually for like 45 minutes, there's a filler episode in the middle of this movie and nothing makes sense. And then at the very end, we can get to what Denali wants to talk about. Well, okay. Also, very quickly, yeah. she goes to an airport lounge and every single important character in the movie was in that airport lounge in that one scene. Yeah, yeah what the fuck? I mean, it was also partially a setup, right? Because what they said uh, when she goes to an airport lounge, I mean, this you guys, honestly, audience, you'll have to see this movie to figure out exactly what we're talking about or and read some synopsises. But she goes to the airport lounge, and they reveal that it was two different factions trying to influence her at the same time which is why everyone was in that room. Mm. So you have the Max Epperson character in there, but you also have someone from the other faction as well trying to intercept her. I didn't get that. And including, you know, both of the desk people too. They were both two different factions. Um, you got the gun runners, you got the Sandinistas, and then the Contra people, and then the government people. The French. So the French government, yeah. The French, yeah. With Jones. I like that. Kind of cool character. Like he was cool. Yeah. <laughs> Jones is cool. Good uh, little payoff. It turns out he was like a... He was a he was a good guy too, yeah. wasn't he? Like he was just it, trying it, it, to help for, her the whole time. There's a different movie from Jones's perspective where he's doing everything right, and this yeah. this American is super paranoid and ditches him every single time she can get the chance. Yeah, that was a weird scene where like her friend calls her and is like Rosie Perez calls her and she's like, "Hey, there's a a French operative who's going to help you." And she looks at Jones and realizes, like, connects the dots. That's the French operative. I'm going to run the fuck away. And, like, why? Like, that was never explained. I think she just got scared and it was irrational. He was French? Which I think it's the theme of the movie. Yeah. Because <laughs> I think she says straight up, too. She was like, in ideal situations, people behaved ideally. And that's she makes a lot of wrong. Line. Like, that's that's, line. That should yeah. be the theme of the movie. But unfortunately, the theme of the movie is that this movie is complete nonsense. Well, in ideal situations, we have ideal movies. And I think maybe the, the movie is a play off that theme, is that they made a fucking nonsensical movie. Oh, well, so movie the joke's a, on us for watching it? The joke's on us? Damn. Yeah. So, but yeah, at the end <laughs> Touché! Okay, so anyways, at the end of the movie, Denali, I'm sorry to cut you off, but I thought that was no, it's okay. important context. Yeah, we we got to walk up, um, and we can, we can walk back too. But I, I was just saying, like at the end of the movie, Ben Affleck rendezvous with... Uh, Anne Hathaway's character, they have an like they you know they have like an affair together. Or I don't know if it's an affair because they don't they're not in relationships, but um, they get together and then he shoots her. It was a very shocking ending, and then she falls off a cliff and dies. And it it, it what kind of made me mad about the ending was that they they fed us an hour and fifty minutes of nonsense. In the last thirty seconds, they decided to go art house 
and they kind of she just drops into the water and it's slow like motion. playing dramatic music and i'm like you did not earn this you did not earn this dramatic finish i read <laughs> like, that everybody at sundance laughed when this scene came really on oh, because no. it was oh, so no shitty. oh no for those big dramatic moments you don't want them to play in slow motion right like if your main character dies in the, in a movie like you want the audiences to feel like oh my god this is exciting this is like blood pumping like oh my gosh you don't want to be like yeah you have time to process your emotions really quickly we don't want to catch you off guard you know it's like it reminds me takes of, me out yeah. of the, takes me out of the movie literally like i start looking around the totally. room because i'm like okay uh, this is boring. It took her like two minutes. And they hit you with the opening monologue again, which, yeah, you know. Also didn't uh, make sense. <laughs> sure, she was young. Yeah, now she's dead. Usually when they hit you with the opening monologue again at the end, it's supposed to be like, ah, now I have this information and the monologue makes sense like they did in Gone Girl. But it was just, it didn't make sense twice. And it was bad twice. But that shot scene also reminded me of that, oh, what you say, oh, like, what you uh, say? SNL yeah. thing where... <laughs> <laughs> they get shot over and over again. It's it's slow motion every time. Um, it was just yeah. It was it was comical, man. Like when you Google this movie, literally the the first result is uh you know the last thing he wanted explained, and I think that is an indicator of like a massive failure of this movie. I think liter- I don't think anyone really came out of there knowing what happened. Absolutely, and it's not like it's not like a movie you like Tinker Tailor Soldier Spy, right? Where like notoriously dense because the actual situation was there was four different moles or whatever in between russia and the united states and they were trying to figure out who's selling information to who right like that's a very intricate situation the situation in this actually is not that intricate when you really like break it down right there's like a woman who's drug running kind of by chance and then there's like an agent who wants to kill her like yeah but everybody's confused because the information is purposefully obfuscated there didn't need to be all this other side plots and all this these other weird scenes okay, that, in there. Exactly, exactly, exactly. I want the two of you, because you obviously not only watched this more recently than I did, but like you understand what's going on. <laughs> what? Okay. From my perspective, <laughs> she okay. showed up to... Ben Affleck dropped her off at this house on the beach in a different country. Oh, my God. And then yeah. was like, you work here now. Mm-hmm. You are going to <laughs> clean rooms at this Airbnb in the 80s. Mm-hmm. And this guy is going to pay you a wage. Have fun. I'll see you. Never. And then he drives off. And then she walks up. And I'm thinking, oh, wow. Okay. This is going to like, this is like her alibi, right? She's going to go missing. She works the job. She like, there's like 40 minutes of content where she just cleans hotel rooms. Well, I think it was a temporary situation because he says, I'm going to pick you up in one to two days. Yeah. And we're going to get you, get you out of here. He said to lie low there and just pretend to just be a worker and then you we'll, we'll get you out of here in like a day or he two. He was going to Argo her eventually. He was going to exfiltrate yeah. her. But uh, I think Toby Jones, his character as uh, one expatriate, but I think he was on a government shit list too. I think... Yeah, he was he was being kept there. And the guy, it's like, the guy who owned the, the guy who owns the place. Yeah. Um, and then it seemed like that was just he, a, a situation to put yeah. her in for a short that amount of time because they were gonna. Because like, she hooks him up with another American who's lying low, who owns a hotel, and she works wait, wait. at the hotel. What are you talking about? That's the that's the plot. That's what I'm talking about. Right? Like, 
hooks who, what? He so, takes okay. her to a hotel owned ben by Ben Affleck an drops her off at a hotel a, that's yeah. owned by someone who's in the same situation as she's in. Yeah. Yeah. And she just works there as a like a as a maid for for a few yeah. days until for he forty can... minutes. Well, it's it's oh yeah, yeah they it, made a that was stupid. Them... That was a stupid decision. Right. <laughs> she did have to wait there to get uh, to get taken. Yeah. The idea is that he's someone that can be trusted because he's also trying to lie low. And they're like, hey, there's a rich guy who's lying low. Oh. You stay here for like a little bit, and uh, you know we won't tell him. I every, thought every, anything. Ben Affleck did then... not know that. I thought Ben Affleck was like you. Can... Here's this hotel I know. It's like off the beaten path. And she gets a job there to lay low. And then it turns out it's owned by an American who's doing the same thing, who also is wanted by the same people. And I was like, what are the chances? This is the most ridiculous thing I've ever heard of. Right. But then there's the other aspect where you realize she's not being told everything. Because Toby Jones' character reveals that he knows her real name, not her alibi, because he calls her the wrong name. So Julie caught that, and I said, no, you misunderstood. (laughs) <laughs> wow nice <laughs> so Anne hathaway shows up and her name real name is like elena or something like that right mm-hmm. and the other worker that is another maid has a name that's like pretty phonetically similar to that yeah and i was like oh you m- must have misheard him when the character said it he probably said the name of the other person and she's like yeah, no i read it in the subtitles you idiot <laughs> There was a music spike, mm-hmm. you know, the, the, the audio cue that something was revealed and you all, you don't always know what's happening in the movie, oh, yeah. but they did do a, yeah, they did do a spike when she, he said the wrong name. And then of course, it's like in a video game when you, uh, just like, it's like in a video game when you hear the boss music boink, and you don't see anybody. Yeah. <laughs> oh, sure. The score in this movie was very disorienting for that reason too. Cause sometimes the, the music will spike. And it'll be like, and then he said he wanted some bananas. Ding, ding. ding. You know, then I'm like, what What was that? Was that anything? And sometimes it just like seems like it wasn't. And it seems like she's just kind of like writing something down really panicky. Yeah. And like the there was the one normal line of dialogue in the entire movie is she's he says, then in the morning, you need to go get some fruit. I want two papayas and a banana and an orange. And she's like, oh, I'll go get from this place. And he's like, no. You go get it from the other market on 6th Avenue. <laughs> yeah, I remember that. And I was like, what's the metaphor? I don't understand the metaphor. <laughs> and it turns out there wasn't one. That was the only thing that anybody said in the entire movie that was actually literal. It was just straight face. It was like, oh, yeah, this guy is actual, actually anal about the fruit that he wants and how his day progresses. Um, you oh, have to I get see. it from where he, he wants it. I didn't it. pick that up either. And you're like, wait, really? Nothing? Nothing I about it was another, like pie metaphor. <laughs> I honestly think this movie. I mean, I first of all, I had never heard of it before. Even though it has this type of caliber people working on it, I feel like this movie is almost one of those real movies because Toby Jones shows up out of nowhere and just starts really chewing the scenery, gives like a really colorful performance for seemingly no reason. It was such a focus was on him where I was like, am I supposed to know who this guy is or something? Um, it was bizarre. And then I saw in the cinematography and little, little bits of this movie were pretty good. Oh. And I feel like it was almost made for people to be like, Oh, I worked on that. Here's a couple clips. It looks great. Hire me. The, um, and I feel like this was a jumbled mess because of that. Maybe the, the shot there, there were a lot of shots in this movie where I was like, wow. Okay. Very yeah. cool. The, the shot of the plane with, like, the purple nighttime sky with the hangar behind it 
when she's getting ready to get on the plane at midnight. It was just like beautiful. It's gorgeous. Absolutely. You get a still of it and you're like, whoa, oh my God. And then it's just taken away from you in a second. And then you're like, oh, God. Yeah. (laughs) I didn't realize I've been talking about Tinker Tailor Soldier Spy for so long. I do not know who Toby Jones is. And you guys like have just been referencing him like really casually. The only other movie I know him from is Tinker Tailor Soldier Spy. Yeah, he's in that movie. I did not not realize that, but I've been talking about that movie. That's pretty funny. Uh, The individual pieces of this movie should have worked. Like, I I guess the sum of its parts were just, was just, I don't know. It was like a Megazord that just kind of turned into like this blob. Like, each individual piece was sick. Um, I I just, it's weird. This is one of the weirdest movies I think I've seen just because of that. Because at the end of the movie, I was like, there was a lot of really good things in here, but none of it worked. I don't know. Bizarre. I think I I I agree. Like, right? Like, the movie was a less than the sum of its parts. And that's the... Reverse gestalt. Yeah, that's the opposite of what I want from a movie. Like, when I I try to explain a movie to somebody, like, why I really like it, it's often hard to put into words what I mean because when I describe any one particular part it's like okay that's cool I guess I don't understand what's great but then the that's the whole point of telling a story in an allotted period of time it's like how well can you tell a story that makes sense makes the reader feel like they know what's going on and uh this that's what this movie didn't have like each individual part was executed okay but then yeah like it's like what you guys were saying it's like they somehow hurt each other. I, and I, that's really impressive. Like, so I, I mean, hats off to this movie, I guess. So, so there's a snake and it's got Elvis hair. And then there's a Jesus Easter yeah. bunny man. And a little girl finds him in the middle of the night. She sticks his finger in his wound because he makes her. And then um, <laughs> yes. this lady yeah. gets telepo- but, the, but, the thing, but the joke really is like those anthology movies, they are the sum of their parts. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Right? Yeah. And like, because there's no overarching theme there's no overarching story and so compare that to like trick or treat which is an anthology still but it's a connected one and there's something about the whole connectedness that gives you a feeling mm-hmm. when you watch them back to back to back and like that's uh something that this movie just wow just did not either understand or just didn't what just wasn't able to do i don't know i haven't read the book right so like i have, I have no clue whose fault it is i have heard the book is marginally better than the movie. I've read in some reviews, people are like, the book just kind of fleshed things out. Like the they said, it, the book is also per, like purposely obfuscating what's supposed to be happening. Um, it's like purposely unclear, but they do it in a way that's actually artful and still accomplishes the goal. You you do know what's going on, um, but it's just kind of like done in an artsy way. So. Uh, people who are fans, like I said, people who are fans of the book didn't like this movie. This movie is not a good representation of this Joan Didion book. Um, I don't know. I heard like if you read the book after watching this movie, it makes a lot more sense. I had to like literally go back and just look at some synopsises and like some of these explanations too to figure out uh, what the fuck was happening with these interweaving plot lines. We haven't even touched like half of them. Oh, uh, totally. Just talking about it all this time too. And then you know, there's all these like uh, funny guy reviewers. You know, there's people uh, it was on Rotten Tomatoes. They they said uh, it'll be the last thing most viewers want to. Um, yeah, this is yeah, the we, we movie's last coming, yeah. thing no one wanted. Uh, and then uh, Roger Ebert said it was completely, it was incomprehensible to almost an impressive degree. Not even a pause and rewind button on this Netflix original at the ready will help it make Dude. much sense. Oof. I I had that thought after the first monologue. I was like, yeah. you. So notably, 
you two will both rewatch scenes depending on what movie it is, either to further yes. your understanding mm-hmm. of it or you liked it, you need to, to, to re-see it. I literally thought to myself after the first monologue, there is no way in hell I would ever get up to get up to my computer to rewatch it because it was incomprehensible and I hated <laughs> every second of it. Yeah, like, I mean, I did rewatch a couple scenes in this movie, but mainly because I thought there was like something wrong with my brain or something because I would watch a whole scene and I'm like, huh, I don't think I understood. It's like when you read a book and you realize you weren't paying attention mm-hmm. after like a whole paragraph. And I doubled back a couple times and I watched it three times. And then I was like, Amber, am I, <laughs> am I okay? Like, I didn't, I don't think that made any sense. And who knows? Maybe in a future where these movies are more common, like maybe this is ahead of its time. Like there's a type of uh, confusion core type of movie where, you know, it's like, it's kind of like part of the shtick is to make a movie as con- fucking confusing as possible. Like why 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 even have the daughter in the in the story like right, trying to right? show like, that what? Anne Hathaway is is becoming who she didn't want to be which was her absent father maybe by having to take these jobs and pursue her oh. career but what the fuck does go. that add besides watching the little girl cry it's like, save me 6 minutes at the end it was sad <laughs> it uh it emotionally grounds Anne Hathaway's character who otherwise seems just like an efficient journalism machine mm, i think I, we should probably talk about this on record. Yeah. I watched Die Hard for the first time last night. <laughs> okay. And that's my same, I have the same complaint about Die Hard. Like, people built this movie up in the cultural zeitgeist, like, so much that yeah. when I watched it with a fresh, like, high expectations, mm-hmm. knowing that it probably didn't age very well, but, like, still, there was a lot of unnecessary content, and it was so long. Like, there's plot lines about a limo driver who did absolutely nothing and it took up like five minutes of content. And then there's like children yeah. involved and like, man, oh man, like you could take same thing. You could you need to take yeah. 20 minutes off of die hard and put it onto predator made by the same guy. Yeah, dude. I mean, same thing with this movie, dude. Like this movie, I was building up so much. Everyone's always talking about how good it is. And then I was so excited to see it. And then I saw it and it wasn't very good. <laughs> Did you guys ever hear about this movie no. like before no. the that's, podcast that's the joke. at all? That's that's the joke. It's like Jace told us, it's like, hey, this we movie got a exists. Ben Affleck movie, and it's called this. And I'm like, what was it made? 1999? Yeah, <laughs> that was my. It was like that fucking recent, and it's easily available to me for free. It's crazy. Can we get for uh, reviewing? Can yeah, we... let's do our meters, man. I only have one other comment before we move on to the meters. Please. When I saw Ben Affleck in his suit and tie yeah. and the first time he comes on screen i was like damn um all right who has the okay wasn't it like hathaway hathawayometer hathawometer hathometer we decided on something and meter i'm uh, apathetic to the meter name okay all right hathaway meter it, it we can just what do you're that saying I mean, it sounds it's, close it's to what we yes. agreed upon and what it's like tickling my brain but it, it's not tickling it right. It, it's not. You don't think. It, you don't think it's quite right. Was it Hathawometer? Where's the W coming from? It's Hathaway, but you're not saying A. Oh, there's a W in Hathaway. Man, I'm losing. Can we just get on with it? Hathawometer. Who has the meter? Who has the meter? Oh shit! Wait, don't. No, I guess it's me. It's not me. I've been. I do it yeah. fucking every season. It feels like, and then I don't do it one season, and then you're like, well, let's have Ryan do it again. We've rotated. Okay, Jace, you have the. Hatho- Hathaway meter. 
Um, <laughs> at the way meter. At the way in meter. Ooh. Okay, this is a tough one. We are following. Yeah. This is we hard. We are following the Devil Wears Prada. Uh, that gave me a bit to work with, but the meter is mm-hmm. still in development. Um, yeah. We didn't really get. We didn't get a glow up in this movie. It was kind of just the same glow. Yeah, the whole time. The whole Looked time. great, I think, honestly. Anne Hathaway's makeup with the, the sunburn uh, yeah. was pretty That real. was on point for me. I think that besides the inane ramblings that were the lines that she was given, she was delivering well for me, and she was mm-hmm. the major, I think, for the most part, the major plot focus. So time on screen and quality on screen, pretty good. Pretty good. Pretty up there for me. Yeah. Um, and then it all kind of just flies off the rails. I um, I think she breaks the mold with this one. I think because the movie because oh, yeah. the movie flopped, it didn't allow her performance maybe to kind of be be tonally different from the Devil Wears Prada and what like I guess for myself I know the movies the other movies that I know specifically that she's been in. So I just want to stop talking and give it a six on the meter. <laughs> The less said about this movie, the better. This is a really hard. This is this is a really hard uh, Hathaway meter too, because, like we said, this is an atypical performance. Um, I also think like she was able to go outside of her zone a little bit too, because like I feel like no one knows about this movie. Like I don't think this is gonna hurt her at all either. Um, even th- even though the movie was really bad. Uh, but yeah, as far as my Hathaway meter goes, Hathaway meter. I was thinking about what her movies like occupy in my mind and who she like what she occupies as an actress. Um, and when you say like hard hitting like journalist, I feel like I could see her within within a role like that. She seems like she could be like an intellectual role. Um, but when it's kind of like almost like a like a Hemingway style, like she's just she's like a, she lives really hard. She goes out into the jungle, um, you know, fucking cracks heads and goes out to do gun running deals like. Maybe that's not necessarily what I think of Anne Hathaway and the role she's been taking, um, aside from like Catwoman, I guess. So I think this one is is going to be outside of the wheelhouse. She changed a lot of her appearance. She changed a lot of her like vocal stylings. I think this is a different type of acting she's done too, where it's like really rough around the edges. Also, the long monologues. I've never seen her do something like that in any of these movies. Again, just really bizarre. I think she was trying to break out of the mold and just kind of flex her acting chops in a way that she hasn't been able to do it in other roles. But for that reason, I don't think this is a very Hathaway-y movie, I feel. This one also doesn't really highlight her very much, I feel. Like, even, I don't know how, what percentage she was in the movie, but I don't think it was enough to really say it was an Anne Hathaway movie. I think her screen time was split between too many factors and too many people. So for me, this is gonna be... I think a two. I'm going to give her a couple points because it was well acted, but her lines were trash, man. <laughs> it was so fucking bad. I, um, if I'm going now, I I don't know exactly what to do either, right? Because this movie, it's so hard to separate her from my non-enjoyment of this movie. Sometimes when a movie <laughs> is bad, I can still enjoy it, right? You know, yeah. but I really just didn't, enjoy watching this movie and so i might have to institute a rule where like if the movie is bad her score can't be very good right like just because i don't want to ever say like oh she did a really good job but the movie was absolutely dirt so therefore 10 out of 10 but like 
I don't know what to do either, Denali, but I'm going to go with like a four. My gut just says four. And that's a generous, yeah. right? I think that's going to be higher than the movie score because she did fine. I, I, there's not really anything specifically that I'm like, well, if they would have chose someone else, this movie would have been better, right? Like she did, she, yeah. she did everything she needed to do. But like, is this kind of a mark on her career where like she can't save the movie either? That's yeah, that, totally. And that's all I have to say I mean, about that. If someone's like, I'm such an Anne Hathaway fan, and I'll be like, Oh, well, you're gonna love this movie. Yeah, exactly. And I, I feel like this isn't the movie where I'm gonna be like, Oh, you're a Hathaway fan. She, she, I mean, yeah, she is technically technically good in this in this movie, but like her her performance is not very fun to watch. I feel as well. And like what you said, Ryan, this is a rare movie where it's like it's bad and unenjoyable. It is completely like humorless. I feel too in some ways. Yeah, there's um, no calm. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, let's get in. Let's uh, let's get into our movie meters, man. We've been dishing on this movie yeah. for like the entirety of our podcast mm. like at this point i feel like people are getting an idea of what we fucking think about it but let's let's sum it up man let's give our movie movie reviews where are we sitting at with this uh with this dumper i hope that i never have to watch this movie again in my life and i'm God, you know if, i don't know what if, scenario <laughs> if for some reason i arise to some kind of fame and i get kidnapped in the future put this thing on mm-hmm. I'll tell you everything that you want. I will wire transfer all the money out of my bank directly to you. The dialogue in this movie is so contrived and unnaturally robust that it is no surprise that it has a 6% on Rotten Tomatoes. I could not understand what was going on for half of it. And then, like, what was going on visually, which I was trying to pick up on cues for the auditory cues, weren't meshing. The the point. the things that I did like about the movie again I think Anne Hathaway did all right. Um, ben Affleck played the uh, he he wears a nice suit and he sits like this and he <laughs> talks in a slow reassuring tone kind of way. Yeah, not a very colorful performance yeah, from Affleck. I don't you know maybe he was pushed in that direction. Um, I kind of wonder sure. what the after seeing it and seeing the reviews like the director thought of it because. You know, maybe maybe this was an art piece for them, and and we're uh, I'm looking at it the wrong way. Um, I think I would give it a point just for the shot of that plane and some of the camera work, but uh, at that point, it really leaves it at like I think I'm being generous with a two for me. I yeah 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 two a two. That's that is very merciful. This movie is also very hard to rate. Just from like an objective standpoint, I also watched a uh, and Jace. I actually watched an interview with the director mm-hmm. for this movie. Um, there was like a Netflix like commentary thing, and she was talking like pretty passionately about like how much she loved Joan Didion in the original book, and she wanted to keep it like as close to the original as possible. How much work they put into casting and kind of making that like directing the actors to act a certain way, and that's what's tough about this movie is I feel like a lot of care was put into like really specific things but like fuck like it just didn't work I out i can't imagine sitting down and having that yeah. interview and then literally <laughs> everyone being like wow that was the shittiest way you could have used those actors and you being like i gave them all those notes <laughs> it's also funny um like i read um like i was like on reddit and the way this movie was announced you know the cast there was a little bit of a hype on our movies 
and I was like looking at the comments on the trailer and people were like, huh, the trailer isn't very coherent. Like it doesn't make a lot of sense. Like I hope uh, surely the movie is going to make more sense. And the people were like, yeah, yeah. Trailers usually like they're just trying to show you the best scenes and not supposed to make sense. Like, you know, the movie's going to make sense. Trust me. And like, it was a lot of that. And people were like, oh, we're actually pretty hyped for this movie. And I'm like, oh no. <laughs> and then, um, like reading some of the reviews from Redditors as well. Like just cause I was just curious. I was in that space. People were just like, yeah, this, this is really reassuring. Cause I thought I had like a brain tumor and couldn't fucking understand what was going on there. And yeah, that was my reaction at the end of this movie. I felt empty. I felt kind of cheated. I felt like I could have had a good movie with some kind of edit, some kind of rewrite something. I don't know. I'm not a movie maker, but it's, it was so close to being there and it was more of an insult somehow. <laughs> I'm going to give it fuck. I'm going to give it a one from an enjoyment standpoint. I think if I had to go objective, like if I was ticking boxes, I might give it like a three or a four, but I just did not enjoy any aspect of this movie altogether. The other thing I read was that uh, Ben Affleck replaced Nicolas Cage originally, and uh, maybe that would have been more fun. That would have been amazing. Hmm. Try and tame that guy. (laughs) I think this movie would have had some more flavor. Yeah, not very good. Yeah, I mean, I pretty much agree with you guys, and I I don't want to, like, say the same things over and over and over, but if I had to, I would say that, like, this is technically done well, right, but it's flawed in its inception. Like, the idea is wrong. The idea doesn't translate to movies, and that's something I don't want to... I like Inception. I don't want to... Yeah, Inception's great. Inception's not flawed at the Inception. And, uh... But other than that, um, there's a couple things I... I want to point out that like we haven't mentioned um, the the first time I take I usually take proficient notes I take maybe two pages of notes every movie. A dog. Blow I didn't up. take notes. Oh, Jace, come on! <laughs> I didn't. Just, you, you, you were didn't you're right. Uh, <laughs> my first note was: Did they take the time to train a dog to do that? Like in universe. Like there's a there's a dog scene in this movie that is so out of place and so like out of nowhere and everybody's just like huh okay that okay next scene and like it's probably one of the most tragic things I've ever seen on my TV screen and nobody blinks an eye right like I don't even really feel comfortable explaining about what happened to this dog but like in universe do you guys think they actually took that the people there are like we're gonna take this this we're gonna teach the dog how to run as fast as it can at this landmine when i do this very specific whistle and they would have had to have like dummy landmines right like that weren't to train the dog to do that right like otherwise it would just be like what do you want me to run towards so they have like diffused landmines and they train this dog to sprint at them. And that's how they test whether or not the landmines work. Like, I mean, how many other dogs do they have? Don't they don't they do this shipment stuff like every week? At least more than one. I think I mean, there is a long, unfortunate history of using dogs to do shit. Like well, right. This. But like logically, do they have a whole kennel and they have a dog guy who like spends literally nine to five every single day training the dogs how to do that. Like it's things like that, that make this movie terrible. It's like that reminded me so much of the scene from McGruber where like the whole van full of guys explodes. (laughs) 
<laughs> and then, but that movie at least like deals with the repercussions in a well, funny way. This movie just went literally onto the next scene. She just walked away. Uh, that's pretty much it, except for the pacing. Like, I, I didn't know where in the movie I was at any point in time, right? Like, usually yeah. when you watch the movie, like, okay, I'm about halfway. Things are things are taking the turn. And, uh, oh, okay, maybe I'm 40 minutes from the finish. You know, the, the ending is, is starting. And this movie, I had absolutely no clue. Like, you could have said, oh, this is actually a miniseries, and this is a two-hour first episode, and so there's 10 more hours of content. I'd be like, oh, my God, thank God. Right? Like, this is all going to be explained. This is like watching yeah. the first episode of Twin Peaks or something. Like, nobody knows who, what the fuck is going on until it takes 30 hours to explain it to you. But, like, I don't know what to rate this movie. Like, it wasn't technically bad. A two seems more than fair. And I think I have to just land there. Landmine it there. I we, think got a, we got a triple it, crossover. It, it, yeah, if we want to play with this metaphor, this movie is the landmine. We are the dog. Oh no! <laughs> the whistle is putting Ben Affleck right to in the advertisement. You would have to find a movie we to also... substitute in for uh, Anne Hathaway, but just watch Argo and War Dogs if you would have want to have a better time and cover s- similar content. And if you're yeah. a Tom Cruise fan, uh, American Made is like a very similar idea. Hmm. So we got the dog season, Ben Affleck season, and Anne Hathaway in one yeah. movie. So we have a GBGB essential. <laughs> If you just want to kind of get an idea. Mark it down, baby. This goes on the top three. And we, and we just came off the dog kicking episode of Point Break. Just got a lot of, <laughs> whenever there's a dog shout out, it's it's just it's always just a terrible animal. <laughs> dog scene in Point Break. Oh, my, and John Wick, dude. Oh. And John Wick. So we've had a couple unfortunate dog crossovers. I'm hoping just for a good dog crossover at some point. Like just a one that's like good vibes. And didn't... Uh, and. Even in Halloween, unfortunate dogs. Yeah, there was yeah. that was a crossover as well. I would love just Michael Myers to show up in one of these like Iran Contra espionage movies. And, just, just, and then Dude, that's just... an amazing <laughs> twist. Like secretly make a Halloween movie and just com- advertise it like a normal movie and then halfway through it just Michael Myers comes out of a broom closet and just starts stabbing the main <laughs> characters. That was um That'd be great. That was a in, there, was a, there was a movie indie movie that did that because I remember hearing about it on a podcast once where like it was a comedy where um, it's it was like a rom-com like a regular romantic comedy and after 40 at the 45 minute mark a zombie apocalypse happens and there's a total tonal change like a hundred percent different it's like a brutal zombie apocalypse survival movie but there's no jokes but that's like the comedic premise is that you just you end up getting really invested in this guy's relationship that's how I want to start lobster I can't the first yeah. 20 minutes is like an actual drama about like interpersonal relationships and these guys who Devil work at a Prada. deli and yeah, 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 yeah. And then like, what's that? And they turn on the news <laughs> and it's like a hurricane full of lobsters. So a lobster flies through Stanley Tucci's head yeah, just in one scene. Exactly. And they're like, what the fuck? Ah! And then another lobster goes through like this Gucci suit. Yeah, that's a good movie. <laughs> fuck, I just, this movie... And I feel it in our review, too, just from us just talking about it. I feel like it's just a draining force. Like, there was so much to absorb, but then there was just so much about it that was just difficult to absorb that my brain just can't wrap around it. Well, then I think you're um, in luck because you're picking the next movie. Yeah. You know yes, what? But... Thank God it was a Netflix original because uh, that <laughs> means they just got paid a base amount. 
<laughs> the box office bust yeah didn't they, we didn't uh we didn't reward that movie and i, I hope d reese uh does continue to make you know movies i heard mudbound and the other movie she made was really good you know sometimes you just you, you know sometimes it just doesn't work for for whatever reason i think these other actors are gonna be fine man <laughs> i don't think anyone even knows about this <laughs> so yeah i mean we saw hopefully that that's our hopefully our worst Anne hathaway movie but i'd like to take us to the beginning if we may to the dawn of the uh, hathaway empire with the regal prince's diaries hmm. i want to see where hathaway mania started the fictional princess of the land of was it monrovia it was it was like a fake uh country i think monrovia is a real place isn't it it sounds real let me see i'm just um, gonna derail with derail this completely okay cool yeah. princess diaries whatever yes. the fact that you yeah. didn't just say wow you know what movie we're gonna watch it's how i felt during this movie Les Miserables. <laughs> <laughs> so if we don't get to reuse that, is that any time later in the season, I'm going to be pissed off. I felt Les Miserables. <laughs> this. I, um, Prince, uh, Princess, that's just too, it's too much. It's too far. Uh, Princess Diaries 2001. I actually, uh, I, I said before that I watched this in theaters. I actually saw Princess Diaries 2 in theaters. I've never seen this oh. one. This will be. This will be fun. You've never seen the it's, first it's, movie, but I saw the second one. Okay. Second one's kind of self-contained, but she's the okay. She is the heir apparent of a small European principality of Genovia. Yeah. Well, I think this will be tight. I w- I want to see. Uh, first of all, I want to see this movie because it's it's kind of like a two thousands classic too. People kind of refer to it a lot, and also this is this is like the come up. This is her first, I think, major major film debut too. So join us next week <laughs> i hope this is i i know this is going to be more enjoyable at least at some baseline level um it's on disney plus if you guys need my login i can give it to or whatever yeah. dang man you got everything i think we're gonna enjoy this one yeah or we're yeah. gonna look join us Creepy. next week <laughs> as as us three dudes uh adult dudes are gonna be watching princess diaries this fucking movies an hour and 55 minutes too <laughs> what the f- Fuck. Yeah. You can't have kids sit in a theater that long. How did I? How long was Princess Diaries two? Dude, I don't think I took a pee break for that one. Yeah, and you take a pee break like every twenty minutes, dude. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I was known as the piss guy in morning classes <laughs> for lectures. Like people would meet me and they'd be like, "You're the guy who gets up to pee twice every lecture." Hour fifty five for Princess Diaries two real engagement. Maybe that'll be for another episode. Wow. We hope you guys will will join us. Let us know what you think about this movie. If, like, after you listen to this review and you want to see it later, uh, just please let us know. We're not going to condone mm-hmm. that, but if, you just, if you're just if you just morbidly it's curious, free. also let us know what you think of Princess Diaries. Yeah, it's free. Fuck it. You know? Pour a drink, light up a blunt, and watch uh, <laughs> the last thing he wanted. Anyways. Uh, so, uh, where can they find us? <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ. I feel like we're falling oh, we apart. We are falling dude. apart. Um, you can find us where the internet meets the finger traffic of your cell phones in a oh. way that is separative yeah. from the environment of your usual surroundings on the Twitter space. And mm. the I feel like that's how they would say that in this movie, but probably was Find it. Find us on Instagram at Good Boys Gone Bland, and. On TikTok. At. 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 
I think it's good, good boys, boys gone, gone bland. bland. I think we're we're good. You could probably just find us with by looking up any of those. Google <laughs> of those good mediums. boys gone bland. If if I mean if you're listening to this, just Google you us. Know that. Leave us a review on Spotify because I don't know if we have any Spotify reviews yet, and they allow those now. Just just slam that five star button, slam it into your phone, and then write down something that you whatever you want. You can write whatever you want. And we'll read it on air. Oh, we will. Probably. We still, I mean, I haven't checked yeah. the email uh, this past week. So if we, if we got fanfics, a fanfic, we can check the fanfic. I apologize. Yeah, I, th- I think I just checked. We, we don't have any fanfics yeah. yet. Everyone's too uh, scared. We'll read them on air. If you're listening to this, I know you're too scared Send to write a cowards. fanfic. Thanks for coming by. Um, and what should we leave him at? Uh, as we should have ended five minutes ago instead of this inane rambling. <laughs> uh, we could come up with our, we could do a bit where we like one word at a time. One word sentence, and we could come up with a last thing he wanted ism. Oh yeah, so we can come up with the actual last thing he wanted, or a metaphor. Ooh. I'm saying like, okay. like how they talk in poems in this movie. Okay, so, start us off. Oh, um, spaghetti. Always, right? Gilbert. A. Manifesto. On. Every. Second. Tuesday. During. Recess. <laughs> <laughs>